Moss Hollow. Prologue. There is a feeling you get at the end of summer where your body is exhausted, but your mind pushes you through the final week. And in the last few days, your voice gets ahead of your thoughts, just trying to keep up with the kids. On Monday, they're desperate for it to be over, but by Friday, they cling to you, not wanting to leave. This morning, I begin the slow task of cleaning. We are trying to get ahead of breakdown on Saturday. I sweep out the arts cabin and peel some forgotten coloring sheets up from the craft table. A spider is busy weaving above the broad window, and I leave her be. The still air in the cabin puts me on edge, like I'm forgetting something. A plastic bin of discarded corn husk dolls sits in the corner. A strange glow hits the doorway just right. I begin finding marker lids that still dot the floor. I always miss these. Even then, it's impossible to really clean this place. The old floorboards carry the stories of 100 years worth of dirt and footprints. Claire bursts through the door and closes it quickly behind her. She's breathing hard, and we hear other kids run past, laughing. Claire? I ask. She turns quickly on her heels, looking at me through tears. What happened? She tells me nothing happened. She was just running, playing. The other kids were playing. Of course, I don't believe her, but I don't want to push her. You want to color with me while I clean? She shakes her head, but sits down at least. She notices the spider and watches it gently spinning. She then picks her nails. She then hears one of the doves outside and giggles to herself. There's a nest outside, and both the doves have been named Harry because no one can tell them apart. I invite her up to the window, pointing to the stable. I love the soft sounds of the horses when the rest of the camp is still. One of them is pressing her nose against the wooden slats, and her breath rises into the mist. Claire smiles. Did you get to go riding last week? She nods her head, but doesn't add anything. I used to ride, when I was your age. I haven't ridden since, but I do enjoy grooming and refilling the buckets, the menial stuff no one else likes to do. Two more horses are being led in from the lower pasture by Matt. They seem uneasy, like a storm is about to roll through. A couple counselors outside lift bolts of unused fabric into the van. Anna? One calls up to me. I reopen the cabin door. Can you take the first group up the hill? Matt's busy. Yeah, okay. I turn to Claire. Do you want to be in my group today? She smiles and nods yes. There's a small meadow on the other side of the hill. We usually take them up there to let some energy out. Nestled between lush trees, it's the perfect place for catching fireflies and katydids and playing tag. I collect my group and head up the small path. You'd miss it if you didn't know about it already. And we emerge into the clearing. I'm glad when Claire musters the courage to run after the rest. It's early enough that the fog still lingers and the grass is wet. I clutch my coffee thermos. It's my first year working at this camp, but the summer was so long, it feels like an eternity. I should let myself be comforted by that, but everything feels like it's closing in around me. Summers bleed together in my memory. After last year, 
basic recall feels like looking through water. I convinced myself that when nothing tied me here anymore, I'd leave. Hands to yourself, please. The mountains feel good for now. A soft glow rises from the tree line against the gray sky. It's a welcome escape, even if I'm here for a job. It's weird to feel like a guest in my own state, but things work differently here. I picked up a couple superstitions that I think I'm starting to believe. You should rip your cornbread with your hands, not cut it with a knife. It's bad luck. I was told never close a pocket knife that you didn't open yourself. Don't rock an empty rocking chair. I see Claire get pushed from a distance. Guys, stop! A couple of them call out a half-hearted sorry. A few minutes later, it happens again. Maybe they would actually listen if I could be a mean counselor, but the most I can muster is calling them over to me. Maybe I can talk to them face to face. I hear the horses whinny from all the way up here. The clouds are quickly rolling in. I try to think of what to say that will stick, make them apologize. Should I split them up? Thunder cracks and we hear the rain across the hill before it arrives. A couple kids run behind me into the woods, heading back to camp. Now half are ahead of me. A couple yell for each other. As the rest of the group catches up, I pull my hood over my head and linger for a moment to check the meadow. The trees glow again, and a black line of shadow meets the grass. The wind moves the branches, but somehow the air feels still. I can't count everyone since half are ahead of me, Then the rain hits, and we're bolting back to the cabins. I'm at the back of the group, hoping no one ahead of me trips on a route. We make it to the porch of the boys' cabin. Everyone catches their breath. A couple laugh. Wet leaves clutch our ankles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I count everyone under my breath. I miscount, then count again. One, two, three, four, five. 14. There should be 15. Hey, everyone hold still. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I look to the tree line, but no one emerges. Hey, who's missing? They look to each other, but all their friends are accounted for. Claire. Where's Claire? I tell the group to wait. I sprint into the rain, heading towards the trail again. Claire! The rain stifles my voice. Claire! Claire! Moss Hollow is an Appalachian fiction podcast that releases every Tuesday. Written and performed by Melinda Beck. Original music by Kendall Winter. Foley by Melody Parrish. Thanks for listening.